What's up, everybody? Welcome to Colonels and Duds. I'm Jacob. I'm JT. And today we're being very quiet. Very quiet. Super quiet. This is as loud as the whole episode is gonna get. Yeah, I can't do that shit. <laughs> okay, well, uh, so today we're talking about... <laughs> JT's taking the lead on this one. <laughs> no, of course not. This is a group effort. Uh, I'm kind of like that kid in the group project that like shows up on the last day. Well, that was me last week, so. <laughs> okay, well, uh, right. All right, so, so today. Quiet Place 2. Yes, a movie I've been looking forward to for three years. <laughs> yeah, well, and I actually hadn't seen the first one, so I went into this. What a I, loser. Yeah, I know. I'm, I suck at this. Um, <laughs> so I had no, like, idea what was going to happen or, like, knowledge of the experience prior. Right. So. Yeah, when we went to see it earlier today, you had not seen the first one so it was so i actually saw him backwards which was pretty cool too yeah (laughs) all right so quiet place too let's dive straight into it we pick up right after the ending of the first film right after john krasinski is dead (laughs) r.i.p for the sexiest man alive right Mm. uh but uh (laughs) so we have the family which is now evelyn the newborn baby marcus and Reagan, almost forgot Reagan's name, which is weird because she's like the best character. Yeah, well, honestly, it's kind of hard to keep names specifically. Yeah, because they say it like once in the entire movie. (laughs) And like the dialogue is never like, they don't yell each other's names. Yeah, exactly. You can't be like, hey, watch out for that thing that hears you. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, we pick up right where we left off. They're in the basement and they successfully killed the monster alien thing listen boy (laughs) uh (laughs) so they head out in search of others to find safety find another quiet place uh (laughs) so uh actually before all of that takes place we we see what day one of the outbreak was like which is something we never saw in the first movie and it's very interesting so we see from mostly John Krasinski or Lee's perspective, he goes to uh, his son's baseball game and his son's up to bat, not doing too hot, to be honest. Mark is apparently not much of an athlete. Um, <laughs> Never mind, I won't say anything. Do it. I don't know. He kind of be a little bitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't talk about Marcus. He do be. <laughs> <laughs> like after, because I ended up watching the, the original one with you after we saw it. Right. Right. And in the first movie, he's very much like the one they're the saving. Timid, scared. Exactly. One. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, well. he he gets a hero moment. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, but uh, bro, spoilers, chill out. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you haven't seen a Quiet Place Part Two, spoiler warning. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, uh, while he's up to bat, there's a huge explosion in the sky, and everyone's like, "All right." I'm going to head out. Yeah, let's pack it up. Yeah, everybody leaves, and the family heads out in two different cars. The one car, you have Evelyn, Reagan, I'm sorry, Evelyn, Marcus, and the other child who yeah, dies in the first one. Yeah, in the first movie. Unnamed son. <laughs> he probably has a name. Yeah, and then uh, Reagan splits off with Lee to head back to their farm, where they have the awesome setup from the first movie. Um, and this is really cool to see the chaos of the first day since we never really understand like where the creatures are from in the first film and we see kind of how quickly things got out of control. Well, and it's pretty cool too because like whenever you see the, the meteor or the explosion or whatever it is, mm-hmm. 
you already know what's coming, right? Because it's a sequel. Like, you know, oh, shit's about to go down. Yeah. But they're still kind of ambiguous about, I guess they came from space. Like, are they aliens? Yeah. <laughs> Did they come here on purpose? Like, what's... Do they have a mission? Yeah. And the answer is, quickly, as you see, not really. No, nah, they just kind of... They're just predators. Yeah. yeah. They're the top of the food chain now. Um, So, it's a really intense scene where... My favorite part is where uh, Evelyn has to start driving away quickly and a bus is coming head on towards them and she reverses at an incredible speed, probably an impossible speed, away from the bus until they stall out and then Lee and Reagan are in his truck and see this and run to go help. Well, and Strong, and this probably isn't the only time I'm going to say this, yeah. but Strong Last of Us outbreak vibes, right? Oh my god. Because there was a lot of that type of stuff, like with trying to get away and they're in the city and right. there's cars and people running. So strong that whenever we went to the box office to get our tickets, I asked for tickets to see The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, this movie's a lot better than The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> But anyway, um, as Reagan and Lee are heading over to help their family, they are thrown off course by a monster, and they end up in a restaurant, and quickly everyone in the restaurant dies because someone's phone goes off, and they have to escape through the back, and eventually they reunite with their family, head safely to their farm, and A Quiet Place Part 1 takes place. Mm-hmm. A little bit down the road, of course. All right, so we pick up once again in present day. They're on the search for other people, and they're in their town walking specifically on the railroad tracks to stay as quiet as possible because you kind of want to stay as quiet as possible. Yeah. <laughs> the alternative is not pretty. Um, when they come across an old steel reserve sorry Dude, my cat quick, quick PSA. yeah <laughs> the background noise is our third podcast host her name is luna and she's a cat luna what did you think of a quiet place part two? Oh, riveting take <laughs> yes indeed insightful yes um but uh anyway luna merch coming out soon <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they arrive our hero marcus steps on a bear trap and boy does it hurt <laughs> oh man that well, because you see it. What the hell is she doing? I don't know. No, we can edit that out. Or leave it in. We can edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a raw, uncut podcast. Ooh, right? raw. Uncircumcised <laughs> podcast. Oh, my gosh. Hang on. Talk for a second. Talk I'm going to throw her out. <laughs> oh, God. Talk about what? Maybe a quiet place part two? Well, I mean, if we're going to edit this out. Okay, cool. Do you know how to do that? Yeah, you're just going to hit cut with the okay, cool. Discord thing. It's got a little pair of scissors right there. Oh, wow. You're very, very high tech. Okay, anyway, um, Marcus lets out a huge scream, completely understandably. Oh, yeah, so Marcus hits the, the bear trap, and, like, mm-hmm. you see it in his face. It's the All the acting in this is incredible, like yeah. the facial expressions and the, the silent conversations Especially the stuff. kids. <laughs> yeah, well, because a lot of times child actors, they're not great. You know, like, they're good for their age, but right. these, uh, Marcus and Evelyn... Like, are just great actors. Killed it, dude. Yeah. Because, like, when he hits the trap, it, like, takes it... You see, like, all the steps. Like, he's in shock. He doesn't know what just happened. He turns over and looks, and it takes a second to register what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. And then you, like, see his expression change as he's like, oh, shit. And he starts screaming. Like, he screws it up, and he's, like, trying not to, but then mm-hmm. he just lets... Like, it's so... It's so good. Oh, and along with themselves, they did bring 
a portable speaker in order to use Evelyn's high frequency hearing aid to weaken the monsters so they have a chance to fight them. Very important detail to keep in mind. (laughs) So after this, they hurry on trying to escape the monsters and we see them through the scope of someone's gun. Who could it be? I don't know. It could be anybody. But they quickly trip over a trap and it looks like it's over for them. Mm. They have no chance. But wait, it's Emmett. Emmett is John Krasinski's friend from the uh, opening scene of day one. Mm. He's a fellow baseball dad. Well, and they go full <laughs> operator mode too yeah. on that one monster that's chasing him, like when mm-hmm. he's stuck in the bear trap before they get him out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like they just like look at each other and she's like sound. They know what gone. to do. They like, know what to do. Yeah. It was it was pretty awesome. Honestly, that's why Emmett goes in. He doesn't go in until they kill that first monster. Yeah, because he's never he seen. He knows says that they he's can like survive. never seen yeah. anybody do that before. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, maybe they like. He's he knows that they know the weakness is yeah. the high frequency sound. But anyway, uh, Marcus or Emmett comes and saves them, takes them to his hiding place, which is a safe inside of a steel refinery. There's a furnace, right? Furnace, yeah, my bad. Uh, Obviously, pretty quiet in there, but only a limited amount of air. Yeah, you, when he gets in there, you see him like set, set a, a timer, a watch, and mm-hmm. so like he knows exactly how long he can stay yeah, in Yeah, I really hope that doesn't come into play later on oh. in the movie. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Emmett's like, okay, I saved you guys, congratulations, now get out by tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah, he's like, I don't have supplies for you guys. I can't support. I don't all of trust y'all. people. Like, I need y'all the hell out of <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, which I completely understand why you wouldn't trust anyone at this yeah. point in the apocalypse. Well, and he's lost because they're talking about it. Like he lost. He had two sons, right? His sons are both dead. And his wife just recently has died. Actually, yeah, she was sick. Mm-hmm. They don't really say what was wrong with her. They're just like, she's sick. She's dead. Get over it. Yep. Okay, but uh, while they're there, Marcus is still in extreme pain from his foot being caught in that bear trap. And in order to soothe him, Reagan puts the headphones on him, and she's just messing around with the radio, and suddenly on a frequency, the song Beyond the Sea starts to play. And they realize they've just missed a screening of Finding Nemo, and they're all really disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, man. Nothing better than Finding Nemo in the middle of a quiet place apocalypse. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe the monsters like fish. Maybe. Um, (laughs) Maybe they don't. Maybe that's relevant. Oh my god. Maybe I'm secretly good at this. What? It's like you do this for a living. No, I'm just kidding. You don't. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, Reagan, the genius she is, determines it's a clue. Um, Maybe there's people set up on an island somewhere broadcasting, using this as a signal. Hey, come to the island. And, of course, she's right. But Marcus is like, no, don't go. You can't go alone. You'll die. And Reagan's like, oh, well, I'm going. Which Marcus kind of got a point, like she's good point, Marcus. Deaf, like how yeah. does she even know how much noise she's making? What if something sneaks up on her? You know. Yeah. Anyway, um, Reagan heads out, and uh, pretty soon Evelyn realizes that Reagan is gone, and she begs Emmett to go find Reagan and save her from the creatures and the wild and the other people, all the crazy things that could go wrong in this mm-hmm. situation. Well, and also Emmett made a comment about like the. He tried to go find other people, but like the people that were left weren't weren't worth saving. Worth saving, yeah. yeah. And so he's already like he's set up another new like danger point for them because when right. they were at home, they had to worry about the monsters, but now they're like out in the world and they have to worry about other survivors too. Okay, yeah. Uh, 
people go crazy during an apocalypse, apparently. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Don't you remember when there was no toilet paper a year ago? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> I literally, like, was on my last two rolls the day that everyone went and bought it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rough times. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, eventually, Emmett is convinced, and he goes after Reagan. And at the same time, Emlyn leaves... Not Emmeline, Evelyn leaves Marcus and the newborn behind to go search for medical supplies to help with Marcus's messed up leg. Um, while they're gone, Marcus begins to explore the foundry a little bit, kind of like limp a around. Dumbass. <laughs> yeah, never explore anywhere in a horror movie. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> hey, you should stay here while I'm gone. I think I'm gonna do the opposite of yeah, that. Yeah, I think I'll go ahead and walk around. Yeah. Maybe find someone's dead wife, you know. (laughs) Yeah, but while he's looking around, he happens to find the very decomposed body of Emmett's dead wife. And he freaks out completely understandably. And he goes to hide in the bunker, but he closes the door improperly and ends up locking himself and the newborn baby in there with only the little bit of oxygen from the baby's oxygen tank. Well, because they, they show that when Emmett goes in, he, like, puts a, a towel yeah, over the latch for the to make furnace. sure that you can open it. Yeah, and when he's, you know, Marcus is freaking out trying to get in there fast. So when he doesn't he, think to do he so. He just slams the door and, and ends up passing yeah. out, I think, right? So, yeah, uh, so they only have the oxygen that they use to keep the baby alive while it's in its soundproof box. And they gotta split it between the two of themselves, obviously. So, they're in a tough situation. Honestly, that would be a nightmare scenario. Oh, yeah, just, like, knowing that you slowly have to suffocate with a baby. It's (laughs) terrible. Like. Yeah. I don't want to find myself in that situation. Yeah. Well, because, like, suffocation in and of itself is already, like, a. Not comfy. A big phobia anyways and, like, not a situation you want to be in. And then knowing that, like, I have to split this almost empty option. Almost empty op- oxygen tank with this baby with a literal my infant. little brother. Yeah, but uh, anyway, we're just gonna leave them where they're at for now while we check in on Emmett and Reagan. Um, so they actually find a boat. Emmett's like, well, I skipped ahead a little bit. A little bit. Emmett finds Reagan uh, and, on yeah, a train, yeah. and she's not in a good spot. She's getting. She's about to get killed by one of the monsters. She's putting up the best fight she can. She has her speaker playing the high frequency. She shoots it once, but it's not a it's not a deadly blow. Yeah, well because she's trying to like hold, hold it. the speaker and also shoot it. Yeah, a gun, she only has one she's hand. Like less than five feet tall. Yeah. She's doing the best she can, but it's not working out for her, and as soon as things look like I don't think Reagan's gonna make it out of it. Emmett shoots the monster from behind, comes and saves Reagan, and <laughs> they, uh, they end up deciding that they that uh they're gonna go ahead and pursue reagan's plan fully and try to find a boat see if there's anyone on the island where they've traced the radio frequency to and see if people are actually safe in this world hmm. an old jaded bearded man goes on an adventure with a teenage girl who has the key to saving humanity hmm. that would make a great video game it would, wouldn't it? What would be like a good title for that game? Let's see. There's people in the world, but there's not a lot of them. Yeah, it's like died. we're on like the last level of people. So like maybe like the last few. No, that's no, not no, it. no. The last people. No. Joel maybe, and Ellie. Nah. Maybe we make it about like 
the fact that people have to come together. So we call it oh, Last us. of Us. Oh, Last of Us. Dude, we should come up with something like that. I, we're geniuses, We honestly. could contact Naughty Dog and see what they think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they seem like the type of studio that would They seem like, like they that. would make that kind of game. Yeah. Well, they did make The Last of Us Part 2, so maybe they make The Last of Us. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, they, uh, they end up discovering a boat, and they go to get the boat, and things do not go well. <laughs> those those other humans Emmett we're talking about come around and yeah they set a trap for him with they a little have a girl. trap yeah like he goes to like talk to this girl and he's like hey it's okay like we're gonna mm-hmm. help you and then she like ties bottles around his neck so that if you to moves, where if he moves it's it over noise, yeah yeah and Emmett turns their plan around on them these are some, clearly some bad people though yeah, they, they start to take Reagan away to possibly eat her i mean yeah they're not gonna do kind things with reagan that's for sure um and he gives reagan a signal that they like call back to the beginning of the yeah, movie yeah because she taught him how to say dive in sign language and so he, they're on he a tells pier, her to dive yeah and he's like dive into the water and then he makes a bunch of noise and reagan dives in he dives in he kind of struggles to breathe for a little bit because he has lots of bottles tied around him yeah but his plan works quickly uh, a bunch of the monsters show up, kill off all the people, and kill, including one of the monsters. It jumps in the water, and this is where we realize, hey, they can't handle water. Yeah, can't swim. Yeah, and it drowns. Uh, but one of the monsters ends up on a boat. Hopefully that doesn't come into play later. We'll just have to see what happens, though. Yeah. Um, but Emin and Reagan end up successfully escaping on a boat and head towards the island. What do you think about this part? I thought it was really intense. Probably the most intense part of the movie, honestly. Oh, that part for sure. Well, and the thing is, I like that they they put like the monster being on the boat right there. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I didn't think about it. Yeah, I just, I didn't even You're think like, about it. monsters trapped on a boat. Ah, okay, uh, what our, a loser. Yeah, like our main people got away. We're all good. And uh, yeah, like it was, it was crazy. Because you see, I really didn't think Emmett was going to make it through that. Because like... You see him gearing up, and he, like, tells her to dive, and you're like, he's not. He's sacrificing himself. Yeah, he's yeah. not getting out of this one, but he makes he it, and it feels pretty good. Yeah, Emmett. I like Emmett. Yeah, you actually yeah. really start to to like having him around. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, don't get me wrong, like, there was a lot of tension with the Evelyn, Marcus, and Baby storyline going on, but to me, like, there was way more tension and way more entertainment coming from the Evelyn and Reagan side of things whenever it gets split into the two different stories. Yeah. I th- I mean, that's kind of obviously how it's supposed to be, but... Yeah, like, one's the A plot, one's the B plot. Definitely. But, um, Both plots are intense, though. <laughs> I... I don't know. I really enjoy, like, the... The dynamic of having somebody, like, when he first finds her and he's, like, trying to talk to her and then he's, like oh shit she can't hear me you know even though he's whispering yeah he has to learn how to like talk to her Mm -hmm. she she actually tells him to enunciate better so that she can understand what he's saying (laughs) like i enjoy it i think i'm just kind of partial to like old like hard mean characters that start to like get you know back into the world no it's definitely like a a trope yeah and it's like a redemption type of thing for him because he's like he's given up He's like, I don't give a shit about anybody else that's alive. I don't give a shit about you guys, even though we knew each other before this. Right. Get out of my house. You know, what are you doing in my swamp? 
<laughs> and then, you know, like, I just enjoy... Shrek is an old bearded man. <laughs> I just enjoy him, like, coming back around. Especially because, like, you can do it in pretty much any story, but it feels... When it's done well, it's yeah. incredible, yeah. Like, the performance, he really sells it. I don't know. Killian Murphy, 10 great. out of 10. Absolutely. Scarecrow, great choice. <laughs> but, uh... On the other side of thing, Marcus and the baby are quickly running out of air. But Evelyn has returned uh, on in a pretty quick scene, not much eventful. You do see her gathering up the medical supplies and two more oxygen tanks just to keep the baby going. She doesn't know that she's going to need them immediately. But they're still in the room, slowly beginning to suffocate. And Evelyn comes back just in time to distract the creatures away from the children really skillfully actually the way she like uses the the uh the gas to set that one on fire yeah and then it starts the uh the sprinkler system so in the first Mm -hmm. movie they were out by the river and he's like the river makes a lot of noise and Mm -hmm. it covers us up and so whenever she sets off like the fire alarm and the sprinklers go off there's too much noise for the monster to know exactly where she is whenever she walks yep so it was like a cool little evelyn knows what she's doing basically yeah and she uh manages to hop back down to where they are get into the safe place with them just in time and all three of them are in the bunker now but with more oxygen yeah like she opens it up they get more air in and she closes it properly yeah (laughs) at marcus um and then they hide inside the bunker but they have more oxygen to live with and things look like they might be working out for them possibly so uh in the meantime Emmett and Reagan end up, sorry, distracted by my cat. Uh, Emmett and Reagan end up making it to the island safely, and they realize, hey, this place ain't half bad. You know, uh, there's a leader there, goes by the name of Man on Island. Um, (laughs) They don't even give this man a name. Hey, he's a crucial character, clearly. He really is, though, kind of. He really is, yeah. he He presents a different perspective, like, a, hey, the world has gone to shit. But here is okay. Um, yeah. Well, and it's cool, too, because, like, this movie, it's a it's a stressful experience. Very stressful. And so you Just actually, like the first. <laughs> yeah. Like, you actually feel, like, a little bit of, like, a release whenever yeah. they get there. Things yeah, They're safe down. on the island. People are outside talking, having a good time, laughing. They're at a bonfire. Like, yeah. Like, they're having a cookout. They're making coffee. Yeah. And while they're, they're there, out. Man on Island tells the story of how they got there, like, uh, right away, the Coast Guard, once they realized that water was something that the creatures were not a big fan of, thought very smartly to collect as many people as they could, put them on boats, ship them off to this island. However, people do as people do and begin to freak out and overreact and yell and scream. And only two out of the 12 boats managed to escape safely to the island. So you're seeing like a very small group of people that that could have been there potentially. Yeah. So the next day they wake up and uh, Emmett has presented his plan to Man on Island. We don't really know what the plan is at the moment. Well, we know like generally that their plan is to like use their hearing aid to use the high frequency noise on the radio channel instead of the song that they're playing. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, they're going to go head out that day and take care of that. But something goes wrong. Emmett sees the boat. What boat is that? The boat that the monster was floating on. How did that 
specific boat end up on the island. I don't want to talk about it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, like, did that did the like monster like drive the boat there? Like it's not implausible because this island couldn't have been that it's far not away because yeah. like they had a rowboat to get there. True, and, and they it got took there them, like, pretty less quickly. Than two days. Yeah, exactly. The whole trip, you know, and so like whole trip, including like on land. Yeah, so like it's not implausible, but. It happens. It's, it's all good. It might, to be honest, it's probably the only plot convenience in this entire movie. I think so, it. yeah. That's why I'm, like, more I'm okay willing to let it yeah. slide. <laughs> so, Emmett's like, oh my god, this is not good. He runs back to the main settlement, shouting, everyone get inside, everyone run. But before anyone can really react, the monsters are there. And it doesn't go well. Yeah, because it's just <laughs> the one that made it back over. Yep. But it just, you know, it starts ripping through those mm-hmm. people the way that they did in the in on day one in this movie. Right. So, uh, while these people are outside getting slaughtered, uh, they run inside to Man on Island's house where Reagan is playing with Man on Island's son. Uh, you could say Boy on Island, maybe. It could be a family name. <laughs> Man on Island Jr. <laughs> yeah, and another Diet kid. Man on Island. And then they safely put them in a room safely uh and then the three of them run off to the radio station to see if they can help in any way by starting the high frequency pitch mm-hmm. onto the radio they drive away and they're like honking because mm-hmm. they have a car and to like distract they're, they're honking the yeah. horns that the monster follows them and it does yeah. uh it jumps on top of the car terrifying <laughs> mm-hmm. uh so they reach the radio station and once they get there, Man on Island starts to freak out that he left his family behind. He says, maybe we got away from him. Maybe the monsters aren't here anymore. I'm going to go back and check on yeah, my like family. Yeah, like maybe we went too fast and we yeah. lost it and it went back. And then right then, he gets snatched up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Emmett and Reagan have to quietly uh, head into the radio station. And in a very suspenseful scene... Uh, Reagan tries to crawl through a window into the studio to where she can like play the the noise the noise yeah over the speaker in order to save people's lives and uh it's it's really stressful that might be another really watching somebody crawl through a window yeah like her toe brushes a piece of paper and you You freak out you have a heart heart attack there's a mug she might kick over. All that good stuff. And as soon as she gets in there, the monster is in the room with them. Takes a swipe at Emmett. Oh my god, Emmett's gonna die. He's in a bad spot. But Reagan manages to put the frequency on the radio. Mm-hmm. And like, it works. Like, make a time. And yeah. he, he does get kind of fucked up. Like, his he legs really messed does. up. Like, so, like, he's down. He's not running. Yeah. yeah. So, she gets it started. And then... uh I just lost his name. Marcus. Marcus. Uh, when she puts the, the noise on the radio, Marcus has their radio. With uh, the headphones on. Yeah. And so Marcus, Evelyn, and the baby mm-hmm. are about to die because one of the... There's one still outside from yeah. the one that Evelyn like avoided. Mm-hmm. And it's ripping through the furnace. And then Marcus hears the sound. So he cranks their radio up. And there's this really cool thing where they kind of flip back Cut and back forth. and forth between Marcus and Reagan. Yeah, like walking the monster down, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so Reagan ends up... Reagan's significantly she, more metal than Marcus, absolutely. by the way. She just grabs like a metal pipe. <laughs> Marcus grabs a gun. Like, a steel chair. A loser. So 
back to back shots cutting back and forth. You see as the monsters obviously are affected by the sound. Reagan walks up and bashes the metal pipe into the monster's head. Her and Emmett are okay for now. Um, and then uh, Marcus has his hero moment. He saves his mom and his newborn baby son. Or <laughs> brother plot twist. Oh, my. <laughs> Let's not and, get into that uh, one. I, I really hope that doesn't happen in the third part. Uh, <laughs> but he uses the gun to kill that monster they're in an okay spot for mm. now, although he did shoot a gun. But uh, but they have the radio. Maybe we'll just have to see what happens in part three because that's the end of the movie. Maybe they can just walk around like tanks now since they have the radio. Like they just keep it on at all times, like yeah. on the shoulder. And no. they just walk around blasting yeah, shit. Yeah, it's just an absolute unit. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so maybe part three, I'm not sure where it's going to go. What do you think? I mean, if we stick with this family, obviously... Emmett and Reagan are going to want to go back to get Evelyn, Reconnect, Marcus, and the yeah. baby and take them, either take them somewhere safer or just, like, go straight up, like, monster hunter. Or they could, like, get them and come back to the island because they know that's safe. Yeah. And then they could make the island, like, a little like a little fort. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool. I don't know. John Krasinski, if you need any ideas, there's a few. <laughs> I'm sure you've already come up with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is the end of the movie, and... To be honest, not that much happens in the movie. But it's still incredible. Yeah, like, the thing is, like, it takes us... It's so good. It takes a long time to get each thing done. Like, they're going from one place to the next as a family, and Mm -hmm. then they're splitting up, and they're still just going from one place to the next with an objective, right? Right. That's pretty much the whole plot. But it takes us a long time to get there because you have to... Avoid monsters. Avoid that monsters and the be quiet. Yeah. Sound. So like every action you take has to be at like half playback Very speed because yeah. you can't make any noise. And even though it is taking a long time to get relatively not that much done, you never feel bored. Like the whole time. You're very, very engaged. Yeah, the pacing happening. is great. Good pacing. Same in both of these movies. Yeah, the good pacing. Part one and also part just two. Keeping the tension high. Yeah. This movie is like. There's not a moment to like catch your breath. This movie is in either one of these movies. <laughs> I got done. I was like, I need a nap. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I was stressed. I feel like you were not I mean, as much because you. But the first I, one. I knew what to expect. Like you were saying earlier, you had you went into this one completely blind, whereas yeah. I had seen the first one in the theater, got the full theater experience, the quietness, mm-hmm. like this. It was a similar experience, whereas the first one it was a packed theater, but yeah. this one there were like five other people with us. Well, you know, I wonder why. It could be like you know the pandemic, but. Uh, <laughs> It was still, like, the same experience where it's dead silent in the theater and the movie's dead silent and mm-hmm. there's so much intensity. Well, that's like I was saying, like, they they take such, like, good care to make sure that you see how hard the character is trying to be quiet, right? Yeah. Because I saw like we were talking about with the window. She's, like, she's taking two steps and it probably takes 30, 45 seconds to yeah, get those two steps Yeah, she can't just done. dart across the room. Yeah, but the whole time you're, like... You're there with so, her. You so are there with her. So stressed out about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I think it's incredible. Because, like I said, I hadn't seen the first one uh, until after I watched this one. But, like, yeah. ugh, to me, it's, like, the best kind of horror movie. Because, mm-hmm. 
a lot of horror my my big problem with a lot of horror movies is like they try to gross you out like it's it's super gory yeah or like body horror stuff or just cheap jump scare type things right. and which i mean there are jump scares in this movie. yeah i mean for sure there yeah. are it's a horror movie you're gonna have a few no matter what the thing is like the jump scares don't feel as cheap here there's a reason for them yeah and like you also sort of see all of them coming because like Somebody made a noise. You know it's coming. You're just not exactly sure when. Right. And it's like genuinely terrifying. Terrifying. Like throughout the entire so scared movie. the whole time. You're like, anytime somebody takes a wrong step, it could just be like game over. And the monsters are quick. They yeah, hear they, noise. They're there in a few seconds. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many there are. It never really addresses that. Well, uh, I mean, there's plenty. We went and watched the first one, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he, like, had deduced that there were, like, three active ones in their area. But then, like, what is their area, according to him? It's probably just his farmland area. Or the surrounding mile or so. We don't really have a way to know. And in the day one part of this, they show you... Plenty of them. Like, there was an attack by the monsters in China, I think, Mm -hmm. like, Shanghai, right? Yeah. And so, how many are over there? It's worldwide, like, absolutely. Um, But yeah, to me, this was just as good as the first one, if not better, I'd say. I I mean, to me, the first one still has, like, a special place in my heart, you Mm -hmm. know? But this one holds up, Maybe that's, like, the big difference, though, is, like, if I had seen the first one first, maybe I would feel that way. But since I saw this one first, and, like, I feel like it's... It's all about like having that experience of like everyone in the theater is silent. Everyone yeah, is unless stressed out. somebody like knocks over their drink halfway through, <laughs> makes a loud it wasn't noise. Yeah, it was pretty early on. I don't know who this guy was. It might have been me. Might yeah. not have. But somebody dropped their drink, <laughs> and the guy on the row in front of the person who dropped their drink thought he got shot. <laughs> but he took it. He took it in stride. He was pretty nice about it. Yeah. Well, I just I don't know. To me, it's like, like I said, the plot's pretty basic. There's not a whole lot that happens. People going places. Yeah, but what really sells it is, like, the way it's executed. And, like, they do. They build tension super well. Mm-hmm. You're on edge the whole time. And then the characters Yeah, are to, really to good. your point about how, like, this is the type of horror movie you like, where it's not just about the blood and guts and gore. Mm-hmm. This one's about characters. Yeah, and, like, most of the time when a monster's, like fucking somebody up Mm -hmm. they don't even really show it like they They just kind of swipe at them yeah Yeah. but most of the time it's showing the people in the environment reacting to what's happening yeah it's not showing the monster it's showing our characters Mm -hmm. our family you see the monsters but it's never about them it's more about the people that are trying to even even like on day one it shows that police officer who lee is friends with and it shows him get killed, but it doesn't oh, show him get killed. That cop. Rip Ronnie. Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't like he. We know he dies, but it doesn't show the monster killing him. It shows his reaction to the monster about to kill him. Yeah, it shows him, and then it cuts to like them hiding behind the car and like yeah. how they're reacting to it. Like it hits harder because instead of like the shock value of like big scary monster ripping through somebody's guts, it's how how would i react in that situation probably very similar to these people well i'm cowering in fear behind it probably my guts getting ripped apart to be completely honest (laughs) but you know what i mean right like whenever you see the character on screen reacting to a situation like that and it's something that's really believable relatable yeah you're like this is what a normal person would do like they would be scared shitless these are normal people they are trained up 
military types. They're yeah. just regular people in a small town. And like, oh, the acting is just incredible. Oh like God. everybody had every single banger one. performances, and even like small characters like Man on Island. Man on Island, poor guy. He does a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like. There's so like when uh Evelyn is leaving to go get supplies and she's telling Marcus like it's fine I'll be back whatever uh-huh. like there's almost zero sound like they're talking in sign language or subtitles but you can see everything happening on their faces like everyone in this movie was so good at translating the emotions that they were trying to get across right. without sound or without explicit dialogue by yeah. just like showing you the changes in their facial expressions like it's one of those yeah, things it's where it's insane that you can like feel what they're feeling with minimal dialogue. Exactly. And it's I don't know, it's just a testament to like how good acting, you how know. How good the acting is, how good the directing is, how good everything about this movie is. <laughs> part movie's one so and part good. two. It's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Um God. Yeah. I can't stop gushing about it. I I could talk about it for a while. <laughs> I did. I was being super over dramatic when we got done watching it. Man, you needed like some deep breaths. <laughs> I know, bro. I need I need like some I need some hot tea. Mm. I need to sit down. I need an Advil. <laughs> I was I was so stressed out watching it. Cause like I like I said, I had no idea what to expect. And so sitting there like I'm like clenching my hands the whole time. Yeah. Like I uh, it's it's hard to watch in a good way yeah exactly. if that makes sense yeah um but like uh to me something that really stands out is this movie is really well shot like oh yeah all around like you were saying the focus on the characters instead of specifically on the monsters mm-hmm. it's just the shots are really pretty there's an incredible like during the first day there's just a long take shot that's very good uh of the family trying to escape mm-hmm. the scene where they're backing away from that bus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's pretty, it's, I mean, it's scary, but it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was filmed on like actual film too, mm-hmm. which I think just adds something. It does. To yeah. a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not qualified to talk about that type of thing. Me either, I don't but, know, but you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Ah, it's just so good and like seeing them walk around and like oh one thing that i almost forgot to talk about like they're super aware of the environments their characters are into like there's these scenes where evelyn is walking barefoot down a, a railroad track and they like show you that her feet are bleeding which makes sense because like well, the the rocks they put around like that and specifically with Evelyn part of it is still it's only the day after she stepped on that huge nail in her basement stairs. or not Evelyn I'm sorry I said the wrong name Reagan Reagan gotcha with Reagan whenever she splits off and goes off on her own to try to find the island right because like the rocks that they put around railroads it's called ballast zone and it's like super super sharp like mm-hmm. it it'll fuck up like shoes and feet and stuff so like showing that that like that character is actually living in that environment with like right. little details like that to me is something that's this family has to have so incredible good. calluses they've been walking around with no <laughs> shoes on their sand paths for over a year now and then you do see like the other characters and including like Emmett and he's still living where he's in intense danger all the time mm-hmm. and the people on the island they're wearing shoes like they haven't thought about that <laughs> yeah 
It's kind like, of cool to not... think that that was like a strategy that only they came up with, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and like even seeing the difference between like the family's farmhouse where where they have the sand paths everywhere. Yeah, they have like sand paths and they have like painted and they have, specific places. They have to like step. paths that lead to specific places, like the pharmacy and stuff. But mm-hmm. when they eventually at the beginning of the movie have to leave, then they take that first step onto the leaves. It's really dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it, it shows their feet all the time. I, I think I said this to you when we were leaving. I was mm-hmm. like, if they want to walk quietly, they're like walking the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like, whenever you want to walk quietly, you can't lead with your heel. You step with the ball of your foot and then roll down and right. it makes your step a lot more quiet. But every time you see them, like a shot of just their feet, they're always heel first. Heel toe. Yeah. Which I was like, nah, I mean, there's no reason they would know that. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, overall, fantastic sequel to a fantastic first movie. Mm. It holds up, whereas most part twos or number two, whatever you want to call it, don't typically keep up with the first one. This one really does. Well, and like, for me, it's just everything has a sequel now. It's like, even if it's like a mediocre movie that kind of tied up its own plot and doesn't need a sequel, they're like, oh, it made X amount of dollars, so it's getting a sequel. Right. This one actually... There were some things in the first one after I went back and watched it that, mm. like, yeah, you don't really know exactly what happened to him. There's space to tell another story there, and then this one doesn't feel washed out. Like, it's not just, we're shoving this along a little bit it's farther to try to make money. It's the actual second part to a story. It's yeah, not and it, and it adds things to the world. Like, yeah. it, it builds on what came before it, follows its own rules really well. Yeah, because the first one picks up a year into it. Yeah. So, I don't know. All in all, just solid, solid movie. So, quick question for you. Yeah? Colonels or duds? Colonels or duds? Five duds. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, well, <laughs> hated this movie. Probably Garbage. the worst one I've ever seen. <laughs> I spent like 45 minutes talking about how much I loved it, but it's trash. I don't know if John Krasinski's in anything. He's getting colonels. Like, come on. I fucking love John Krasinski. <laughs> I hope, like, even if he doesn't stay specifically with horror, I just need him to direct to more movies. To direct more movies. Because, yeah. like, clearly... He's, he's got a talent. Yeah, like he knows what he's doing. He's one of those Renaissance men who's too good at everything. <laughs> and why he look like that, bro? Why? Uh, <laughs> I wish I was John Krasinski. But anyway, basically. colonels or duds? Colonel, I think I'm going to say four colonels. Four. I don't... I feel weird giving something like a perfect score. Because there's always like little things that you can find. Yeah. But I think this is about as close as you can get. Yeah. Especially like with stuff that i've seen before and with horror like the horror genre specifically it's not something i'm a huge fan of typically right but this movie's just so so good it's got a simple plot that serves its purposes really well because mm-hmm. you don't need the characters to like go on a big grand adventure to be able to scare the shit out of people if you have good characters yeah and like the characters they never do anything like stupid or act out of character or whatever like Marcus is the timid, scared one, mm-hmm. but that's also kind of curious. Reagan's the smart one who's a little bit too brave for her own good. Exactly. And, like, they act or they, like, make decisions based on those character traits that right. you already, that if you've seen the first movie, were already previously established and they never do anything that, like, deviates really far from that. Right. Like, Evan loves to keep the family together, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So, like, I think, I think Four Colonels, I think this is a really, really good movie. Yeah. Well, it's your turn now. Okay, well, you may be afraid to give a five kernels, but I'm not. 
Five kernels, man. Oh, five. Five kernels. Pew, pew, pew. First ever. Five <laughs> kernels. Need to get some air horns Possibly here. last five kernels ever. I don't know. For me, as soon as I saw the first one, and they make it pretty clear there's going to be a second one with a cliffhanger at the end of the first one. Mm-hmm. I was so hyped for this movie. It's been three years. Obviously, it was supposed to be two years, but they didn't want to release it during COVID so that you could get the full theater experience. Which I think was a great decision. Worth the wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, like, Thinking about, like, watching this at home by yourself, like, yeah, it would still be scary. It it's would still, still be suspenseful. Movie. Yeah. But it's not the same. Exactly. Like, if I were at home and, like, accidentally dropped a cup of Sprite on the ground, no big deal. But if you're in the theater, silent, <laughs> full of people, <laughs> and it happens, it's a big deal. No, but... Uh, Main takeaway from this, yeah. from this review is that JT's Sprite gets five duds <laughs> <laughs> it was a good sprite overall um like two out of five you know regular sprite it wasn't mcdonald's sprite oh wait i'm supposed to be talking about the quiet place part too um <laughs> but like you were saying the characters fantastic um the plot pretty basic but it's all you need mm-hmm. because of the characters well and like i said it's just not everything needs to have like a super super deep plot mm-hmm. to be a good movie like, you can still put together a, a well-shot, well-edited, well-written movie that With has a, a ba- that has plot. a basic plot. Yeah. And, like, having a basic plot eliminates the need for you to come up with convenient ways for your characters to get from point A to point B or C or D or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, the only real, like, super convenient thing that happens to push the story along is that boat floating over the island. That's it. But that's not even, like, out of the realm it of could possibility. could easily, yeah. You know? Like, it catches the right current and just washes up there. Yep. Like, that type of shit happens. Yeah, and then for me, like, I don't know. Like I said, I had been waiting on this movie. I can't wait for the potential future movies. And honestly, my favorite character is Reagan. I really love Reagan. <laughs> yeah. What about I mean, you? Do you have a favorite character? I have a favorite character. Oh, also Emmett. I know you're going to say Emmett, but I, I, yeah, I like Emmett too. You know me. I'm, I'm too predictable for this shit. I really <laughs> like Emmett. I think he's great. Well, because he's so, like, like I said, the story is basic. Like, you're not seeing a man undergo some sort of, like, huge spiritual change, right? But yeah. you see a guy who's, like, old and defeated, and in this younger person, he sees, like, a chance even if not to like go back to the way things were before, but like a chance for things to continue, yeah. like a reason no, to not just No, he had give up. given up, but this family gives him hope now. Yeah. Throughout and so, the movie, you see him grow more hopeful. I just enjoy that type of thing. I yeah. think that Absolutely. a lot of people, especially like in this day and age, feel that way where uh, what well, doesn't really matter. So why try that hard? Yeah. Just kind of give up. But yeah. like seeing somebody like a character like that that like finds a reason to keep going that's something that really resonates with me personally yeah. so in the first one i would say and i don't know about you but like reagan i still really liked her but my favorite character was and it's not just because it's john krasinski was <laughs> it lee is. it is just because know. it's john krasinski it's partially that but <laughs> he was no, my favorite I liked... character then but i think that reagan's t- the standout of the second one yeah me. well and i kind of like too how they have this sort of implied message of like a younger generation stepping up you know mm. the because, first one's all about fatherhood and protecting your children and yeah. being a good mother and protecting and like your making children. sacrifices to save the people they have that, that you're whole, supposed to they protect. have that whole conversation about who are we if we can't protect our children yeah and, and now you kind of get to one, see the children protect the children themselves. protect themselves and even in marcus's case at the end protects his mother yeah and so like i i don't know i think it's a really cool 
message. It's like the theme of this one is a little bit different. It's more about like we're in an unknown territory now. Like we have to go forward and figure out what to do because Mm -hmm. even though they were never like technically safe before, they were definitely safer than they are now. Mm -hmm. And so seeing like characters who were scared to act before or like Marcus or who were like hesitant uh, come to terms with like what's going on around them and start to like become you know more substantial like Survivors. more able to yeah. to take care of themselves like i thought that was really cool and then you know I, the the joel ellie dynamic is something that never gets old for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well anything else you got anything else this movie makes me want to play the last of us i'm gonna play it like when they get to the foundry it literally is The Last of Us when they go to Bill's town. With that scene where like Joel gets hung up upside down. Yeah, it's like literally yeah. that scene. <laughs> Minus Emmett not hanging upside down. Uh, well, I mean, he just get kind of hung. Yeah. Emmett is Joel confirmed. I'm sure he do be hung, though. Ooh, Killian Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't really have much else to say. Well, there's only one thing left to say, then. Oh, yeah? Uh... <laughs>